Public service announcement. I have just temporarily closed the doors to Lifestyle Business School. If you are a current or aspiring expertise-based business that has a business, courses, coaching, masterminds, where you are divorcing your value from your time, or that is the business model that you want, you likely know that Lifestyle Business School is the program that I have been tirelessly working on over the last six months to build out six comprehensive playbooks, which basically lay out the entire path. It has everything from business model design to offer creation, to back-end delivery, to driving traffic, live launch campaigns, automated campaigns, everything you could possibly need to start or grow a leveraged expertise-based business to the lifestyle business sweet spot. Now, never fear because we've only temporarily closed the doors and we have added a wait list. So if you head to lifestylebusiness.school forward slash join, pop your name on the wait list and you are going to be notified when we open up the doors with everything built out, which is super exciting. And all of the exciting changes that we have made to the program as well, which we will share in due course. But in order to get the special VIP bonuses, when we do open the door, I want you to go and pop your name on the wait list now. So that is going to be lifestylebusiness.school forward slash join, put your name on the wait list, and you will be the first to be notified when we open up the doors with everything built out with a lot of exciting changes and with pretty much the best deal under the sun. All right, let's get into today's podcast episode. This is the Stevie Says Social Podcast, episode three. If you've got big business dreams, but you're feeling stuck when it comes to all things digital, social media, and content marketing, this is the podcast for you. This episode is brought to you by my free 20-page ebook with 100 really practical social media tips for your business. Grab them at steviesayssocial.com forward slash ebook. Hello and welcome to episode three of the Stevie Says Social podcast. So excited today because I am interviewing another business marketing powerhouse of a chick, Anita from WordFetty. So WordFetty is a online copywriting house and they really pride themselves on disruptive, thought-provoking copy. I came across her around about the same time uh, as I started my business. And what I love about Anita is that she has gotten a lot of her business from social media. So I wanted to have a chat to her about that. And just because she's such a powerhouse when it comes to copywriting, we also chatted about social media captions and how to nail them, how she goes about her social media scheduling, and a few other bits and pieces that I know you guys will love. So let's get into today's interview. Anita is one of my internet friends. 
friends and we actually met earlier this week and when we caught up, I just knew that I had to have her on my podcast. We clicked straight away and I honestly love what she's doing in the copywriting world, but then also what she's doing with her socials. So welcome, Anita. Thank you, Stevie. Thank you for having me. No worries. You are killing it at the moment in terms of what you're doing with your socials and your business and I had to have you on. So looking forward to the chat. Yay. I'm excited. (laughs) Um, So let's kick off, I guess, a little bit with your background because um, you're actually a lawyer, which, or used to be a lawyer, which I also used to be a lawyer. So we definitely have something in common there. Uh, But keen to know a little bit about WordFetty, uh, where you started, kind of how you ended up going into your business full-time and sort of where you're at now with it all. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So I kind of took a bit of a untraditional path to copywriting. I definitely, if someone asked me, how do I become a copywriter? I would probably be like, do not follow my footsteps <laughs> because it's, um, it's definitely a very random path. So, um, as you mentioned, so I way back, probably, Oh, probably seven, eight years ago, I studied law and psychology in university. Um, after I finished, I got admitted as a lawyer and I also worked um, in a corporate job. And I think what um, really ticked me to wanting to start with Fetty was I wanted a, I don't know, I wanted a bit of a creative outlet. Like, I really enjoyed my corporate job. It was it was fantastic and it was interesting, but I just felt as though I had this untapped um, creative, I don't know, bank that I wasn't really tapping into. And I think I read, and I mentioned this to you when I saw you, that I read this book. Um, I'm pretty sure everyone else in the world has pretty much read it, but it's called The 4-Hour Workweek. And uh, it kind of just made me think, oh, you know what? I... I can probably start this as a bit of a, you know, side gig. Um, it would, it would be pretty cool. And I think writing has always been something I I never thought that I would, I was going to be a copywriter. I think I was just one of those people who would always prefer to do the writing tasks as opposed to say, if I was in an interview, I would just be that weird, awkward person that would just be like either talking too much um, or just saying random things. I'm just so much, I feel like I am that person who is um, better on paper. <laughs> um, I think I started WordFetty, like I did it very quickly. I set up my website probably, I did it on Squarespace and did it probably in a day or two. I launched it, I was like, woohoo, let's, uh, yay, now what? Um, and I, it was pretty much, um, crickets for a couple of months. Um, but ever, I think, I think it was, I started in December or January in between 2016 and 17. So around a year ago. Um, and then it was crickets. So probably only started 
I only started getting business probably in March and then it's, it's been since then. So, um, so where I'm at now is uh, I recently took some uh, recreational leave from work. Um, I hadn't taken any extended periods of time from work for a long time. This is my corporate nine to five. So I thought, you know, let's, um, not do the usual thing where people go on a holiday for the <laughs> recreational leave and, um, let's spend, let, let's give this a hard crack at and see how I go. And yeah, I am two months into my recreational leave and I'm loving it. Congratulations. It's been amazing. Um, but yeah, so WordFetty is, um, as you mentioned, um, a copywriting um, hub. We, I've got this motto where we say we don't like to do, you know, traditional copywriting. We want to create writing that is disruptive, engaging and thought-provoking. Uh, that is awesome, Anita. And I just reckon in terms of what you're doing with your socials at the moment, I think I came across you, uh, we must have started our business, I think, at about the same time, so about a year ago. And I came across your Instagram, I think, and it was the most fun, quirky, sassy type of copy. And I think, I mean, I don't know, but keen to ask you whether your presence on Instagram and um, your presence on social media and just the way that I guess your brand personality comes across, has that sort of been a way that you have attracted clients? Yeah, social media has definitely been something that has helped tremendously for WordFetty. Um, I think, yeah, I mentioned to you that, yeah, the first three, four months was just crickets. Like I set up the website and was just like, cool, there is a new business. No one wants me. Um, and, you know, the first client I had was from a Facebook group. And I will never, we, we never forget our, you know, first first client, but I was, I was so happy. And, um, it, it kind of, it, it has been really Facebook groups, Instagram, um, word of mouth, but I definitely attribute it to social media, um, for, for yeah. getting my, I guess my brand out there at the beginning. Yeah. I just think that's really interesting because honestly, it's, it's kind of been the same for me with my business, but I mean, it makes more sense. I am in social media. <laughs> um, but I just think in terms of the opportunity for like small businesses and people Absolutely. who don't have big budgets to really kind of, um, put themselves out there for very low to zero cost and, you know, to get a really solid pipeline of clients, I think that's honestly amazing. Yeah, definitely. And I think, um, especially with Instagram, um, it's yeah, people, a lot of people, I don't think realize they see it as, I guess, a very, just a, you know, one of those, um, you, you put pictures of your food or dog and all that, but you don't think of it as like a business, you know, um, lead generation platform, but it's, it's, it's surprising and crazy that, that I, I, I think probably maybe 40, 50% of my leads come from, um, Instagram. And so is that just basically people, so you're consistently posting sort of every day, but you're not sort of consistently posting about your business and it's not promotional at all. Is that just basically people contacting you um, via DM or saying that they found you on Instagram or how has it all come about? So it's 
um, majority of the time it's people following me on Instagram and then they um, visit my website and then they lodge like a contact me um, form through and then I have like a question at the end just to say, look, where did you find me? Um, and, they, and, and that's how I kind of um, measure it and, and DMs as well. Um, but, yeah, it's it's been kind of, hey, I've been, you know, lurking you on Instagram for a couple of months now um, and, and it's just so... So it, it makes me really happy when I um, get comments like that. Like the, the inquiry is good too, but when I get um, comments like that from people, it um, it makes me feel like oh they've they've been following me for a little bit. Oh yeah, that's cool. And so, do you proactively go out and sort of um, socialize, I guess, and sort of follow and engage with potential clients? Is that how they're finding you, or are they kind of coming to you? How are you sort of running your Instagram, I guess, strategy? Definitely engagement. I think if you're on Instagram and you're not talking to, and when I say talking, I mean like replying or you know um, typing two people, um, then it's a waste, especially if you're there on on your business account and you're just following accounts because it is such a fantastic platform. Um, I've actually met other business owners, um, which we're now friends through Instagram as well. Um, but it's, you, you don't, if you don't really try to get to know your audience and the people that follow you, you don't really, you don't, I guess, know like who likes your content who is like who you're attracting I guess um yeah 100%. yeah and I always say that to uh people that I kind of do strategies and things for when they're asking about how they grow their following it's always kind of comes back to especially on Instagram it's all about being social so you know setting aside 15 minutes a day to really proactively go out and follow, you know, hashtags where your ideal client might be hanging out or other accounts that are in similar but non-competing businesses and just engaging with them. Yeah, like genuine uh, engagement where you're not just like posting one emoji or just like posting a robotic or uh, nice text saying cool. Yeah, or like <laughs> nice pic. Um, not genuine, ideal. No, um, genuine engagement where you actually care be human like it's and and it's like don't do it because you want them to like buy from you or anything but do it genuinely because you want to form a relationship um and it it goes down to you know when it comes to business and it's something I've learned over the well in I make it sound like it's been ages but it's been a year but it's it's really about relationships and I think for me having a business um is great but it's the relationships that you form and I mean it connected me to you. <laughs> yeah, it's so true though. And I I really have found as well from, uh, you know, trying to basically my strategy is, you know, growing my following with like-minded people that might one day do business with me. But it's literally from that gone past that. And yeah, I've got, you know, all these internet friends yeah. as my partner calls them and yeah. you're one of them and then you meet in real life. And then, you know, so many opportunities come from it that you could never, ever have, you know, really thought about before you put yourself out there and did it no you know doing it and what about Facebook groups are you active in Facebook groups or what's kind of I guess your socializing strategy around that I definitely 
don't join too many. I think probably having two or three really good ones that you feel like um, have people that really, you know, get you and like your stuff um, is enough. Like there's no point joining, um, I don't know, ten, there's so many Facebook groups, but yeah. you need to make sure that you're you're engaging in them and you can't be engaging in them when you have 20 or more. So I think I have probably two or three I usually go to um, and I think, think um so one of them is of course the like-minded bitches um along with like 60,000 other women amazing women yes. so um, that's like-minded bitches drinking wine if any of the listeners aren't already a member of that group and you're a female sort of entrepreneur or business owner get on that yesterday yes yes <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. Yeah, so, um, yeah, so I do, um, I am part of probably yet yeah, two or three and I try to be as engaged as I can be, um, like obviously. And so is that, so when you say engaged, you just kind of go in cause a lot of people obviously have business questions and things in yeah. Facebook groups. So you just basically answer questions and that sort of thing. And does that kind of help with the business or? Yeah. Um, so I think, I think, uh, a, a bit of, a bit of mixture of everything. So I guess when I say um, engage in the Facebook groups, um, obviously if you see a question that, um, for example, when it comes to copywriting, if someone is asking questions about, um, I don't know, certain things about copywriting, I like it, it doesn't cost me anything, but I guess probably two, three minutes of my time to answer their question. And you know what, that could, that could have just been what they would have been looking for. Um, and one of like one of my other, uh, I, I find that the most questions that I probably answer in Facebook groups actually relate to like your, cause I also offer like terms and conditions drafting. It, it relates to that field, I guess, as yeah, well, okay. because, um, a lot of it's a field where I guess not many people, um, as a business owner, you don't, you don't know whether that's needed or that's not needed yeah. or whether you should that on your terms and conditions and all of that yeah and so providing that information then when they actually need someone to you know help them out yeah. with doing the work then you're there because you've been helping them you know along the way yeah, so that's, right. that's really smart and I do see you really active in Facebook groups so I can imagine that it would be a good sort of driver of traffic to yes. your site yeah so yeah Facebook groups is um it's you, you don't like the one thing I don't like it's bit of a pet peeve but sometimes yeah. you go on Facebook groups and you see people who literally just pitch their business yeah. and you, you can tell um you can definitely tell I I have seen people do that I'm not sure like and I think it's like it's, it's just not leading with value is it no. it's kind of just going out and talking about yourself that's right rather than yeah yeah, yeah that's and, right and, I guess it's kind of, you kind of want to go in there and just talk to people like you'd talk to your best friend and you wouldn't go in and just be like, you know, buy my stuff or, you know, use my service. You'd kind of yeah. try to help them out over time. Yeah, so, that's right. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and there is normally on Facebook groups as well, there's promo days where you can go in and you can, you know, promote, you know, your posts and that sort of thing. So that's probably the right place and time to do that. Yeah. 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 Mm -hmm. um, so one thing that I wanted to talk to you about is an Instagram post that you put up the other day, which I thought was amazing. And a lot of other people obviously thought was amazing as well, because it got a whole heap of comments and likes, but you were talking about how you don't 
schedule your social media content. So you more post in real time and that, that has helped you out with increased engagement and things like that, which, yeah, it goes against, I guess, what a lot of social media people say in terms of batching and scheduling content. Yeah. Um, yeah. What are your thoughts on it? And, you know, how's it working for you? Because I actually, I find the same. I find when I post in real time that I get a lot more engagement, etc. Yeah. So I, like, I think I mentioned on my Instagram post, it is a little bit of a controversial topic. Definitely. Yeah. Because, um, I mean, I, I, I write um, social media copy for my so my Instagram clients. So it's it's not saying that it's you know not uh, you shouldn't schedule content, but I yeah. think it's important to realize that you do, like for me, I want to kind of be on there as I want to be real. You know, you want to be. Um, I want to keep it quite personal and not just, just not, not, not too fluffy. I want to be real. I want to be honest and I want to be transparent with people who follow me. And I Mm -hmm. think, um, I also enjoy it a bit. I think like every morning, um, it's a, it's like a little mind dump to the followers of, you know, what's in Anita's head today. (laughs) Um, and it's, it's, it's kind of fun. And I, I think people sometimes, can also tell when you schedule, um, you know, content, I don't know, a month or two in advance. And that sometimes can be a turnoff because you just feel like they're just ticking a box, um, in their, you know, social media, um, schedule. And it's, it, it, for me anyway, it it is a little bit of a turnoff. Um, and that's why for me, I didn't want to be, um, like even when I write social media copy for any of my clients, I always try to keep it quite flexible in the sense that, Hey, if anything, you know, exciting or anything riveting happens and that you have to tell your followers, please keep me in the loop. We can change it up. It's not locked yeah. down because you shouldn't really, you, you need to be human in a way. Like there's no point, like imagine, <laughs> imagine if you scheduled a post for something, um, for a day and it just so happens that something terrible happened that day um and the post just doesn't align to I guess what happened I know for the nation that day yeah I actually saw a post that was um it was the winner of the AFL grand final I think and whoever the social media manager was for one of the top brands they scheduled in the wrong winner so it basically I can't even remember who the teams were that were playing but and then there were just thousands of comments about how did you get that so wrong oh my god that's beautiful isn't it yeah that's perfect (laughs) Um, example exactly (laughs) so it's I think it's really I mean I use um in terms of scheduling I probably the closest thing I do use is like an app that shows me what it's going to look like grid wise because I'm a big which app is that um plenally plenally um I think there's a few that's going around though yeah and there's a great Australian one as well so yeah there's a couple and yeah basically that how you visually kind of go through and make sure that your feed looks in point yeah yeah so I I do use that just to make sure my grid is (laughs) my grid looks pretty um but yeah that that would be probably the extent to where I um schedule my content or maybe the night before where I save it as drafts 
And I think it can be good to have some sort of scheduled content in there, but then also have the leeway to kind of post on the fly as well. So almost a mixture of both. So in terms of your socials, I know that I've mentioned it, but I just think you put so much personality into the way that you write and, um, and your captions and that sort of thing. And I know that that's something that a lot of people struggle with when it comes to, uh, you know, they've got great images, but they just have no idea, uh, you know, what to post and how to write a caption that's engaging or what needs to be included in a caption. Um, Do you have any tips, I guess, around how to nail the copywriting for social media captions? Yes. So, um, with Facebook, um, the content is definitely king. So, when you're scrolling down Facebook, the first thing you see are the words um, and then it's followed by images. Um, And that's why I I guess kind of in Facebook world, the the picture kind of complements the content. So, the content is really important um, in Facebook. Whereas in Instagram, not saying that it's not important, but the visual is actually the king, of course, um, because we're, we're first attracted to wonderful, amazing looking imagery. Um, and I think for Instagram, the captions will be pretty much what sets your Instagram apart. Um, it is, it's what's going to drive, um, engagement. It's what's going to drive relationships and build your brand loyalty. Um, because when, I guess when you think about it and it's just an image and no words, um, Mm. your photo is just an attention grab. Um, it's not asking people to do anything. It's just a photo. Um, so I guess, but then again, um, even though, I guess, even though Instagram is visually, um, visual is the king, it doesn't mean that the caption is not important. It's still important, um, but it definitely, you see the content focused on more, I guess, um, on Facebook as opposed to Instagram. There's this idea that people think that um, the words in Instagram don't really matter, but I, I, I think they're both as important. Yeah. And I think it's really interesting. I know, um, I've seen lately a lot of, a lot of brands don't think that they belong on Instagram, right? Because they don't have like an inherently sort of visual, uh, business and copywriting is a perfect example. Copywriting is about words, but, um, you're on Instagram and you're doing a great job. So I think it just goes to show, and I've seen a lot of businesses really make really good use of their captions. So they're putting, you know, a whole heap of personality into what they're putting into their captions. They're educating people. So they're giving people advice. Yeah. Um, and I just think that's really cool. Like it's, you know, it's really visual platform in terms of Instagram, but you know, there's so much scope for, um, I guess really kind of cool, different copywriting to set you apart. And using like image, image is definitely important. I'm no photographer or no professional, um, you know, um, imagery expert, but um, you you, want to click on a photo that looks amazing. And obviously when you read words, I kind of, um, or sometimes emojis um, that complement that. You're just like, ah, yeah, or you giggle. They go well together. Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, um, and you can tell the story as well behind the image. So um, I see wedding photographers do this really well. They'll, you know, post a image of, you know, a couple, but then they'll tell the love story, for example, behind the couple, and it really, like, paints a picture, I suppose, yeah. and oh, draws people those in. Those are the ones I always double tap on. Yes. <laughs> double tap, double tap. 
Yeah. Um, So the other big copywriting, I guess, social media type question is Instagram bios. And the reason why I'm asking this is because there's a lot of people that kind of talk about how there's an Instagram bio formula. And I have definitely kind of given people pointers in the past about things that, you know, people might want to include. Um, But what's, I guess, from a professional copywriter's perspective, (laughs) Uh, what goes into a killer Instagram bio? Okay. So I like, it's, it's not, I guess, a common answer, what I'm about to give you. Um, but I personally, um, do not believe that there is a perfect, um, IG bio formula, um, to come, yeah, a mag- a magic to formula, yeah, no, no magic formula, uh, to convert sales or anything like I see, I see a lot of blog posts. I have read some blog posts and articles about how, Oh, if you say what you do and the benefit and the CTA, you're good. Like that's yeah. 11 out of 10. That's like a perfect <laughs> IG bio. I do not, I do not believe that. I think it really, what your bio is, it needs to align to your brand. Um, and a, and a perfect example is for example, if you had say a minimalistic brand, like a design brand, you don't want to have a bio that is literally just taking just words, 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 words. Um, you, you want to, it doesn't make sense. It doesn't align. Um, it, it really needs to, as it really needs to kind of go with what your brand represents. So I always go back to them because I have a major brand crush on them, but smack bang designs, they, their IG bio is um, three words. Um, and it's, it, it does its thing. Like, it, what are the three words? We elevate brands. Yes. Ding, ding. And it paints a picture, doesn't it? It doesn't need to be. I think you're allowed 160 characters uh, in terms of an Instagram bio, but God, that's just so it's powerful. effective. That's like yeah. sometimes yeah. less is more. Um, and uh, so I. Uh, I personally don't believe there is a secret formula or there's a formula for what you need to have on your IG bio. Um, it really depends on your brand. Um, it really mm-hmm. depends on what you guys, um, what your aesthetic is and what you want to convey. Yeah. And then sometimes it makes sense to have more, you know, like you, you might sort of um, decide that you want to, you know, say that you're Australia wide and you know what your product yeah. is and who you're looking to target. But yes. it's you're not saying that, you know, it, that is a must have and that you're an Instagram bio failure if you don't have it. It just depends on your brand personality and what's right in terms of your industry and that sort of thing. Yeah. And um, I, I think people, um, like I hope, I haven't offended anyone, but I hope um, like a pe- people do hone in to, I guess, their bio a lot because they feel like it's don't get me wrong it is important um because it's the first thing that people it's the first impression it is, yeah it is the first thing that people read before they scroll down your grid but you there there isn't really a straight up i i don't think so anyway a straight up um sequence of things that you need to cover in the yeah. what 160 characters um you you need to make sure that what you write aligns to your brand and that's the most important thing 
And I think that's probably a good tip in terms of social media in general. I know that sort of everyone's looking for, you know, the magic formula for more followers or, you know, more clients or whatever it is that your social media goal is. But as much as, you know, the experts can tell you that, you know, you should do this or you should do that, at the end of the day, you need to test and see what works for your brand and, you know, give something a crack. And if it doesn't work, try something else, you Mm -hmm. know? Yep, definitely. It's not like it's, yeah, it's hard and fast in terms no, of what you... No, it's not set in stone. It's yeah. social media. It's just fun. social media. We're not saving lives here. Internet <laughs> friends. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um, and I know um, that you're actually launching your own Facebook group at the moment, which is a free copywriting course. Is that right? Yes. So for five days, we are throwing down pretty much secrets for copywriting. And I'm a big nerd when it comes to psychology and how it intertwines with copywriting. So that's going to be a big focus on, I guess, the um, info that we send out to everyone. It's It goes into the psychology aspect. It goes into um, when it comes to writing a website, what to consider, not just about, you know, the um, you need to have your about us and cover this, but really diving into, you know, the homepage for instance, you don't want to have 10 call to actions because psychology um, research has shown (laughs) um, that if you have too much on there, people are not even going to make a single... um, They'll do nothing. There's too many choices. That's right. Um, So just throwing down some um, secret... source uh, into some copywriting stuff or web copy, social media and blogging. And so uh, if anyone sort of is listening to this podcast a little bit later and they miss out on the course, is there sort of, I guess, one copywriting tip as sort of a general sneak peek that you could give people that in terms of, you know, what they should be doing when it comes to writing the copy for their brand, something for them to keep in mind? Well, when it comes to, when it comes to social media and more, more so for Instagram, I'm a big nerd when it comes to, I, I love Instagram. Um, but I think a lot of people, um, I, I've met people who would spend probably 30 or 40 minutes on just their ca- caption or just some words for their pictures. And I think it goes down to a few things if, if, if they're struggling like that. One, they don't know who they're trying to write to. Mm. Uh, two, they don't know their brand voice. Um, so they just, they second guess every time they type something backstage and three, they probably are trying to just literally pitch their services or their product, and they run out of things to say third picture in. Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's to really be able to feel free and be able to write what you want for your brand. You really need to get clear on your tone voice. You mm. really need to get clear on what you want to sound like your personality, um, for your brand. And you really need to know why you're on there as well. Um, because if you're just on Instagram to pitch, um, your service or your product, I do not think I'm no social media expert, but I do not think that is the right platform for it's you. It's definitely it not. <laughs> Thank you, Stevie. Yes. <laughs> um, but yeah, but it's, there's no it's social a- media platform where that's okay because, you know, 
basically if you, someone's going to like your page, they need to be getting value. They're never going to do it right. otherwise. You know? That's right. So it's, there's this quote that I love. Don't be a pitch, be a resource. Yes. I like it. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, you, you can't just go on there and just every single post be telling people buy this or get this like, no, thanks. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. And that's, and I guess that's probably the perfect timing. Um, guys go and check out the word Fetty Instagram page. So it's just at word Fetty and you'll see what we mean. So Anita literally never, um, she never sort of pitches her work really. She is constantly kind of leading with value and it's really all about helping fun. people <laughs> and just kind of being fun and different. And, you know, that's, that's working out for you in terms of, you know, people are attracted to that. They're contacting you, they're heading over to your website and, you know, if it, it, it works basically. Yeah. Um, so it's not just all about kind of promoting yourself. No. Yeah, it's yeah. it's it's really just being being there and really giving value to people who follow you because they're following you because they see it, it's a compliment. Like they yes. they're following you because um, they want to, they want to hear more. more. Yeah, they want more. Yeah. So don't just tell them all your benefits um, of your product. Kind of give them a reason to you know trust you and it's yeah give them a yeah. reason to trust you and want to be friends with you want to be friends exactly (laughs) thank you Anita and uh basically I've kind of given people your Instagram but if uh they want to get in contact with you in terms of your website or sort of any other way what should we tell them to do um, well, um, so our website is Word Fetty Group, W-O-R-D-F-E-T-T-I group <laughs> dot com. I almost misspelled my own thing. Um, you want to get that right. <laughs> that would have been awkward. Um, but yeah, definitely shoot me an email if anyone's got any questions. I reply to every single email. I don't ignore people. Um, and if you're listening like, to this before uh, next week, so we're currently recording this on the 25th of January, um, go and jump into the free Facebook group and the lessons as well. Yes. Yay. <laughs> Thank you, Anita. Thanks everyone. 